Welcome to the Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. The Bible tells us that God was looking for a man to stand in the gap. This week, we're going to share some messages with you specifically geared toward men. I think it is men who will lead our culture and our country out of the social degradation, out of the spiritual dryness that we are experiencing. You are going to hear some messages that we spoke specifically toward men. We will also let you hear some messages from a previous men's gathering. At the end of today's broadcast, listen for the date and the time that the man in your life can come and join us in a citywide men's gathering to kick our new year off right for every man and every home. Now come and go with us as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. Well, welcome to this men's gathering. We said men. I love being a man. I don't feel ashamed to be a man. I'm not embarrassed to be a man. I'm not intimidated to be a man. I'm not guilty about being a man. I don't feel like a woman. I never thought I was a woman. I never tried on any women's clothes. I'm a man. Come on, if somebody's a man, say, I'm a man. Yeah. I like to be around men. There's something happen when men can come together and worship God together. Amen. Come on, let's, let's hear our amen. Come on, one more time. Amen. Well, tonight we're going to be encouraging you to grow to be all that God has for you to be and to do all that God has for you to do. And there's a couple of scriptures we're going to just highlight and focus on, one of which says that we should lay aside every weight and every sin so that we can run the race that's been marked out for us so we can persevere. And Paul says we want to forget those things that are behind us and that we want to press forward. That's, that's something intentional. That's pressing. You know, when you're trying to persevere... You really have to become engaged, and it's really helpful to each other when somebody is, is uh, encouraging you and spurring you on. So look at the guy next to you and say, man, no matter what you're going through, you can make it. Come on, just tell him. Come on, say, you can make it. Come on, you can make it. Come on, just tell him like you mean it. Say, man, I believe you can make it. See, you may not recognize this, but there's, there's somebody in the room we have enough men in this room that somebody has gone through almost anything you can imagine and we're still standing. And we need to appreciate and understand that somebody else has gone through that. There's, there's been people in here that's gone through divorce, loss of a child, loss of a marriage, loss of a job. There's been somebody in here that's been incarcerated, been on drugs, we even had a couple of liars that was in here. A couple of liars. A couple of homongers. Adulterers. They may not be in here. They, I think he just went to the restroom. <laughs> Paul was talking to the church and he said, and such were some of you and some of us. What that song said, before we came out of that grave when the Lord saved us. 
I'm just glad to see one of my oldest and dearest friends just walked in. He knew me before I was saved. And he's not going to get the microphone tonight because he knows stuff that don't nobody know but him and me and God. I told him not to ever tell it if he wants to live. But God saved us. And God has wiped the slate clean. So I don't know where you are tonight, but God can change your life. I'm not what all that I shall be, but I'm, I, I'm not all that I used to be. And God has helped us. Amen. God bless you. All of the pastors that's in this place. We thank God for you and the work that's in you. Pastor Darden, where are you? He's done a lot of work with men. He's done work with men that are at risk, high risk, low risk, no risk, men who have come out of incarceration, men who have been on drugs. God has really gifted him to share about men. God bless you, man. It's good to see you. Excellent. There's a couple of things we just want to talk about as it relates to men. And how many of you know when God got ready to change the world, he went out a man? I'm sorry, women, but he didn't come get you. He come get, and he came to get a particular type of men. And so what we're talking about tonight is what we call second Adams. How many of you know the first Adam didn't do too well? How many of you know the first Adam was kind of under the skirt tail? Come out under fig trees and can on. And so what we're talking about is the second Adam. Second Adam, powerful, productive, not going to lose, and not going to take too much off you. In the power of the Spirit. You know what I'm talking about? And understand how to ride on with humility to the point where we change stuff. Second Adam know how to grab hold to the kingdom of God, right? You got to get folks saved now. Can we return to the kingdom agenda? You got to get people saved. You got to get people empowered. And we got to get people to serve from that power. And then they got to go and make that a behavior in the lives of folks around them. And we're failing on that level. I'm not really mad about it, but our ministry in Second Adam, I got my little shirt on, and I will show y'all my little stuff right here. Y'all see it? Yeah, yeah. Got my little pocket, you know, with my Second Adam stuff on. But here's the deal. We have about 19 men, and you got to be, you have to be nominated before you can join us. You just can't come on, because if you feminize, we're going to have to boot you to the curve. I'm not mad at you, but we need men, right? And y'all know the gospel has now been something people laughing at. Like God is not alive and well. And we come up trying to recognize Jesus Christ and people looking at us like something wrong with us. That's got to change. And that's what Second Adams is doing. I was Second Adams is doing that. So I'm going to do a couple of things for you, and I'm going to be through. How many of y'all know Jerry put me down every time I come up here? We try not to make that no happen. <laughs> a couple of things, if you got a pen and a piece of paper, I want, you to, I want to do with you. First thing I want you to do, and here's what we're trying to get you to do. We're trying to get Second Adam to change everything that's in their five areas for the glory of God. There are five areas that God has given you and you're going to be judged for. Can we talk about them? Number one, you're going to be judged for your personal life. Everything he's told you to do and he's created you to be is what we call the doctrine of full measure. Doctrine of full measure is found in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, verse 12 through 14. The doctrine of full measure is where God has given you the power to do everything he's created you to be. 
you cannot stand in front of him and say you couldn't do it because he gives you the power to do it. That's what Ephesians uh, 4 is talking about. And he equipped us to do those things. So you'll no longer be babes. What's the point? He tired of chilling. He, wants, he tired of chilling. He wants adults to take care of his business, don't he? Y'all know what I'm talking about. See, let's get out the sandbox and put up the Legos. Let's get busy. And that's what he wants. So he said, you'll no longer be. You're tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and the scheming craftiness of men. What's he saying? He's saying his children ought to be smarter than the world's. Here they come with game and we're buying into it. That needs to go away. So what's the first thing we're going to say? The second items of men that have recognized the power of God through what we're going to call the doctrine of full measure so that God can give you the power to do everything he's called you to be in your personal life. That's number one. Number two, your family life. Your personal life has to flow over into the power of your family. Now, let's talk about that. The personal life must connect to the kingdom agenda. Must. That's a must. The kingdom agenda, salvation, sanctification, and service. If you're going to serve, if you're going to be a part of God's kingdom, you've got to get folks saved. You've got to empower them to grow to spiritual maturity, and they must serve underneath your leadership. When you stand before God in his judgment seat time, he's going to bring that to see you. He's going to talk to you about your motive, your life, your motive, your mouth, and your deeds when he sees you. And family going to be one of them. Husband, did you love your wives? Did you, did, what, did you not provoke your kids? If that's in the book, you're going to have to be judged for it. You ain't going to skip it. That's family stuff you're going to do. What's third? The third is how we come out and how we go to work. That's Colossians chapter 3. He says, work as, as unto the Lord and not as unto men. Isn't that right? When you go to work, Jesus Christ ought to be packing them boxes. Jesus Christ ought to be driving that truck. Amen. Jesus Christ ought to be the one that's getting out of that truck talking about how you're doing in the power of the Spirit. And what we haven't done is we have not made the power of the Spirit a part of our regular behavior patterns. It's not social. It's more theological. Now, check, check out what I'm saying. When we start talking about the power of the Spirit, we'll talk about the power of the Spirit in the context of heaven and hell. But that's not the context that's given. The context must be social. How do you deal with your children? How do you deal with your wife? How do you deal with children on the job? In the power of the Spirit. Can y'all see it? So when we start talking about that, the first Adam, he failed. He talking to Satan, Satan talking to his woman. You know what I mean? He all in the, when God comes through there at the cool of the day, he got fig leaves on. You know, that, we ain't talking about that. When God comes to talk to him, God comes to talk to him in terms of judgment. He didn't come talk to him in terms of lifting tea. So when we start talking about we want God talking to the first, the second Adam, which was Jesus Christ, which is the son that is, that this is my son whom I'm well pleased, right? So the third piece is how do I work? How do I go to work? In light of the power of the Spirit. So that in the power of the Spirit, they see Jesus in me as I'm going to work and the things that I'm doing. Then church. How are we coming together in our church leadership, right? And our second item, every second item that we have at our church is known. We're going to take care of those women. We take care of them. If their sons is out of order, we're going to do something to them. We're going to do something to them. Bring that boy here and sit him down. You can go. The difference between us is you want to you stop him from drowning. We want to teach him to swim. He's in the water. 
Yeah, but don't you need to go because you over there talking about stopping him from drowning. You need to move around because I don't want to stop him from drowning. I want to teach him to swim. And they're not the same. Amen. So in order for us to transfer our, our second Adam stuff to our young men, and we don't play. It's not like we mad at you, but some people said that we are spiritual male chauvinists. I don't care what you call it. You know what I'm saying? When we say, because we're not known for what we say, go do what I said. Amen? Because it's the best thing for you. It's not because I said it. It's because if Jesus is giving me the wisdom, it's the best thing for you. Go do it. And when you come back, tell me you've done it. We need to be more disciplined in that so that the second Adam can be just like the scripture that we have in Jesus. How do we take a look in our community? One person, two family, three career, third church, and fourth is community. How do we look in the community? Are we respected in our communities? This is Jerry G. Martin, and you've been listening to messages that we have geared directly to men. God is looking for a man that will stand in the gap. And if there ever was a time that men need to stand tall, it is now. We are needed in our homes. We are needed in our schools. We are needed in our community. We are needed in our church to stand tall and seek God first in righteousness and then be responsible to carry out the mission that God has given every man to lead. I hope you enjoyed today's message, and if you would like to listen to it again, you can do so on our podcast, The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Let me share with you that we have been promoting a men's gathering on January the 7th at 7 p.m. Due to the current COVID situation, we thought it would be prudent to postpone that gathering in person so that we can keep our community safe and our home safe. We are going to, however, have a men's prayer meeting online. You can join us at 7 o'clock, January the 7th. There are several pastors who are going to be there and they're going to lead out in prayer for our homes, our community, our country, and our families. Join us Friday, January the 7th at 7 p.m. Go to the website at lowcf.org. Again, that's lowcf.org to join us on our live streaming. For more information, call us at 281-964-1393. That's 281-964-1393. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you. And we'll be with you again next time.